Oh, hello to you, Adelaide. Always fantastic to have you, company. This is the Dead Set Legends, the man that skippered the Redbacks, dominated Shield cricket for a couple of decades. Callum Ferguson, hello, mate. Tomo, great to be here again. We've got another magnificent sad day ahead. We have a stacked show. Ooh, yeah. We this have a huge. stacked show. I'm personally very excited to have Mark Tubby Taylor coming on a yeah. little bit later on to talk about the Test Championship and the Ashes. But what a day in Adelaide. The best day of the week, comfortably again, for Dead Set Legends time. Mm hmm. You know, the sun's peeking through beautifully now. No real rain that I know of coming today. Nice temperature. There's 38 points out there at Kuyonga for someone today. Yeah, I it love won't be that. me. I'm not playing, but I, someone will have 38. I love that, Fergus. Now, man, that skippered up at the Brisbane Lions, and he came out down here and dominated oh, at the Port Adelaide Footy Club as well. Now, he's got a nice look about him, our man, Rock. Yep. He's in the button-up shirt. He's got a jacket behind him. Very comfortable. He is sweating he's like you wouldn't. He's sweating like you wouldn't <laughs> believe. Tom Rockliffe, he's he off is. to the races today, and boy, is he fired up. Hi, mate. Oh, good morning. Yes, what a game last night. Port Adelaide, 10 on the bounce. They're up and about. We've got the Crows playing this afternoon. Yes. Texas 250th, fantastic. Australia, they're up and about. Travis Head <laughs> making runs. All right, I'm out of here, boys. It's good to be here. Let's get this show on the road. I've got to go. Oh, that, that was a script. That was a script. And I'll tell you what. <laughs> I loved it. Not a mistake. Tick. Which is very, very rare from our man, which we're absolutely loving. In all, serious, no, uh, in all seriousness, I should say, Rock, off to the races, you're pumped. Yeah, off to the races today. So no footy here this afternoon. Obviously, the Lions, my beloved Lions are down there at the MCG. My beloved Port Adelaide won last night. Yeah. I travelled to Sydney on Thursday night, did that absolute block best, blockbuster <laughs> snore fest. Oh, my goodness. How bad of a game of footy was that? Oh, it was all right. It was just the first Sydney, quarter, wasn't it? Sydney quarter and St. Kilda. Yeah, it was tough. Oh, it was a tough first watch. quarter. <laughs> it was a tough one. It was horrible. There was a highlight, though, Rock, that we might delve into a little bit later on, too, Oh, yes. It was that, the game needed that, Fergus, with six minutes to go. That streaker. It was a, yeah, it was it was a streaker, streaker for those who didn't see the game. <laughs> yeah. My yeah, goodness. Well, yeah, he wasn't completely nude. He had uh, pants on, but gee, he made the security guards look very second rate. One there them, must have been 30 of them, I reckon, <laughs> yeah. and they were just following him around like a bees chasing a honeypot that was running away from him. It was unbelievable. Did you catch the behind the goal's vision? Oh, I need to see it. One went down. One went down. There was... So one... well, I didn't see it because I was listening to Triple M's call and it was outstanding. BT nailed it. One one bloke went down in the middle of the ground and then the second one that got really well close to him, when I say close, he's probably about five or ten metres, and he's done the hammy off the bone oh. and just pulled up. And Collateral then... damage. Yes. Incredible. Oh, but, uh, yeah, massive show. How, how good are Port Adelaide going? They, they just continue to find a way, don't they? Ten... Ten wins. We've got Ollie Warnes later in the yeah, show, that's which be will be a, a great chat. Oh, and hats off to Port Adelaide as well, putting up the Brownlow medalists, which is superb. Oh, they so, just keep putting up yep. great guests, Port we'll Adelaide. Let's keep pumping them up. Yep, for and, sure. They're absolutely. Uh, <laughs> what are you saying, Rocky? We well, go. Nathan Brown gave us the headline last week. <laughs> if you listened to the Sunday rub, did you did you boys happen to catch that? No, what I happened? That. He said if Port Adelaide win next week, it has to be tenable Ken. Off the back of him well, being untenable. Well, I'd have to say the job's kennable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, he's on today, our man Fergus. I saw him write that one down at about 7.30 this morning, Rock. Well, I didn't see him at 7.30 because he's never here. He's never makes a pre-meeting. Pre <laughs> oh, yeah, spit it out, buddy. Tubby Taylor in the next 20 minutes. Only wines before 11. 104.7 Adelaide's Triple M. Bit of Mossy to kickstart the Saturday oh. morning. Morning, how good? 104.7 Adelaide's Triple M. This is the Dead Set Legends. Remember, you can always get us on the text line as well. 0427 
1847. The ninth win in a row for Port Adelaide at Marvel Stadium. Their tenth win in a row for season 2023. And Ken Hinckley's team can celebrate here. They have defeated the Western Bulldogs by 22 points on a Friday night at Marvel Stadium. Port, very, very impressive there, Rock. They were. Come on, Dars, give it a bit. I know <laughs> I your mob's just been that, beaten, Rock. but bloody hell, I don't know you're a dog's man on the board of the dogs, but give it a bit. You normally, you normally give it a bit in the commentary box, don't you, Ross? Yeah, well, not, not last Saturday. You, you <laughs> boys <laughs> we need to get Sunday that audio. We'll and, get uh, that audio. But uh, <laughs> fantastic. Well, no, the, the Bulldogs, this is the frustrating thing from a, a Bulldogs point of view. I imagine their supporters will get frustrated. They touch the ball way more than their opposition every yeah. week. They win all the stats across the board and just cannot win the game. They smashed Port Adelaide in clearances right from the get-go last night as well. I think it was 10 or 11 to 1 at one point. They won that by plus 16, but Port Adelaide, they, they are just finding a way to win at the moment, and they continue. We've seen last week their footy. That first half was the best footy, I reckon, anyone could say they've seen in about five or six years. Mm. Maybe the Melbourne Grand Final that last quarter mm. when they were up and about, but that first half was sensational, and 10 on the bounce now. They've set up their season fantastically, sit second on the ladder, and it comes off the back of just improvement, I think, the, the natural improvement, but the young guys that are going through the middle now – Butters, Rosie, Horn, Francis, a different dynamic. Uh, Boke's, Boke's been pushed a little bit more to the wing, Ollie Wines. So they're not relying on Travis Boke to be best on ground and Ollie Wines to dominate. The other guys have picked it up around that. Rock, we were speaking about this off air, but the, the Sam, Sam Pepper last year, I reckon, might have kick-started this a little bit. His hardness around the footy, he didn't change whatsoever. He hasn't changed in a couple of years, to be honest. He's just mm. been brutally hard at the football, and it seems the buy-in. You know, Rosie had a great year last year. Butters has taken his game to the next level. Is there another, is there another one in there, another little diamond in there that can really jet forward in this back end of the year and set them up for a top-two finish? Yeah, well, I think so. You look like... We know Tommy Jonas still didn't play last night. They've got a couple of guys that just are on the fringes that can't quite push into that team. But like a guy like Dill Williams, his career was nearly shot. Like Mm. had he not been contracted, they put him on the rookie list. They were playing him as a full forward almost at Sanford Foot. He's gone to half back. He's been exceptional across half back. Like Ryan Burton gets dropped out of the team for Dill Williams to to continue on. Dan Houston across half back. Alir Alir's back to his best. So they're firing on all cylinders. And the uh, one thing that concerns me a little bit is if you carry that momentum for a long period of time, Geelong were able to do it last year, they're going to have to just continue. We know they're going to lose games in the back half of the year, but they want to really hit their straps come August, September. Yeah, well, it's all about peaking at the right time. We know that. And and they're certainly playing some unbelievable footy at the moment, Rock. Now, I'm looking at the – I'll harp on about the Port inside 50s, and I have done most of the year. But their inside 50 work this year has been exceptional, and it's been just an exponential improvement over the last probably – I'd say 10 rounds, um, certainly since uh, Ken became Kennable. Yes. Uh, 52% <laughs> efficiency going inside 50. Unbelievable stuff. And they are just blowing teams out of the water with that start. Yeah, they certainly do. And like Marshall has come on. He's playing better. Charlie Dixon as well. Junior Rioli is a different dynamic dynamic down in that forward half. Jeremy Finlayson as well. Darcy Byrne-Jones as well, who we never thought we would have ever seen as a, a forward. He, he's playing his role really well. Yep. And the most impressive thing out of the stats last night is those tackles inside 50 oh, yeah. for Port Adelaide. So they're getting it done 
in the area and at ground level, crumbing like that butter's goal was outstanding. Oh, brilliant, but brilliant. They, they just tackle 14 inside 50 tackles, just build that pressure. Horn Francis in the front half as well. So they, they've got the complete game at the moment. Ken's got them operating very well, and he, I don't think they've lost since he's coached from the boundary. No, nah, and speaking which he's of. He's never done in his career. Yeah, yeah, and speaking of Ken as well, here he is talking about consistency of his side. I'm not sure we've ever been quite as consistent in some of the behaviours, and I think that's what I'm most pleased about because we've won lots of tough games. We've played lots of quality opposition. You know, we've had one of the toughest draws in the comp uh, and I think we've been able to answer all the challenges so far. Now, uh, you love hearing that and, and I think he speaks so well to his fan base as well. He sells the, the vision, but culturally and the way the team is set up now, Rock, you mentioned before Dill Williams coming in, Burton out. It really does seem like a side that is one in, one out, and they've got guys that are ready to go in each role. Yeah, it certainly is. And that's the thing. You've got pressure on positions. Fantasia can't break in. He only played that one game last week, and he's starting to build momentum. I, I, I think he's going to find it hard to get back into that mm. team. So the pressure on spots is outstanding. And that's when you know you're in a really good place, when there's guys that are playing reserves or, or sample footy that should be playing AFL footy. That's when you're in a really good position. Mm. Rock, before we wrap this up, does Jonas play Thursday night against Geelong at home? It's hard. I, I'm not operating in and out. You probably have to play another tool just against Geelong the way they, they function. But yep. in saying that, they've got a great record, Port Adelaide, at Adelaide Oval against Geelong. And Geelong off the bye, they seem to always play Port for some reason mm. and struggle. Well, if they can get through this one and then they get them by themselves, Incredible. the Port Adelaide Footy Club sets their back end of the year up beautifully. Now, the ICC World Championship matches on yes. at the moment. The old six-dayer, if you don't mind. Tubby Taylor's going to join us next. Yes, he is. It's, uh, it's great to chat to the great man. He is a phenomenal performer for Triple M. He knows the game inside out. He, there's no one to talk about. English test off, cricket. Off the field. Wow. <laughs> Come on, Rock. Keep it tidy here. No, it's going to be great to chat the tab. Adelaide's Triple M. It's the Dead Set Legends. Tom Rockliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tomo. And the World Test Championship, it is underway at the moment. And the Aussies, let's be honest about things, we are taking the piss. We are having a whole heap of fun over there at the Oval. And a man that knows that ground brilliantly is the former skipper of Australia, Tubby Taylor. He joins us right now. Tubbs, you got us. Uh, very good morning, lads. And I, I don't think they're actually taking it going, going that easy, but they're going very well, put it that way. Tabs, <laughs> mate, we're putting the glass down. As soon as Hetty uh, scored that 100 out, boy, we were at an absolute fire. How are you seeing it, mate? Are you enjoying it? I'm enjoying it. I tell you what, and your guy, Travis Head, how well is he playing at the moment? Oh. No, don't worry about that. He came in what the other day about three for 80, and I. I must admit, I've got to confess, I, I like my sleep too much to stay up all night. <laughs> uh, but when he came in, I thought, wow, this game is right back in the balance. You know, three for 80-odd. I thought I went to bed. Um, I woke up and with three for 320. Uh, and Travis had made 146 of 150 cherries. I'm thinking, wow. Um, he's in good form. And he's taking the game away from opposition, uh, opposition teams. And that's what he did on day one. And that's why Australia, as you say, are in a dominant position. Tubby, look, you've, you've obviously spent a fair bit of time at the crease on some dicey day one wickets over in England at different stages, but have you seen anyone take to bowling in those difficult conditions like Travis had, has done over the last two years? No, I, I haven't. And, and I, I, I thought back to, I think it was the Hobart Test match against England, uh, was that, about 18 months ago, yep. um, on a pitch that was, well, it's actually probably worse than that one. It was mm. decking around all over the place. Every... Every batsman had struggled in that game in Hobart. 
And Hetty came out and just said, right, oh, well, if we're going to struggle, I'm going to take it on. And he <laughs> made 100. You know, like, and and that's, it's, you know, in a way, it's, that's why I'm looking forward to this Ashes series coming up because that attitude that, that, that Travis got at the moment is very much like the England batting. Now, we're going mm. to find out how good the England batting is under trying conditions and under good bowling. So I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing actually how Hetty goes against the England bowling on decks, which I think will do a little bit. Yep. And then I'm looking forward to seeing how England respond with their batting against our bowling. It's it's amazing how good Travis Head's going when there's numerous games you can think of. I think of the Gabba where no yep. one could get any run. He went out there and smacked 90 or yep. whatever mm. and took the game completely away from, I think it was the West Indies. But, Tubby, I want to ask, going to the Oval, India winning the toss and bowling? Traditionally, the conditions would say that you, you should bat over there, shouldn't you, on day one, even though there was a little bit of juice in it. Well, it was interesting that Pat Cummins said he was going to bowl also. Mm. Uh, and there was, as we've said in our, you know, the last couple of minutes, that there was definitely something in that deck. Look, I don't think India bowled all that well in the first session. I did watch quite a bit of the first session the other day. Um, and, and whether Australia would have bowled better or not, that's, that's the unanswerable. But both sides were going to bowl. I think a really good attack that peppered off stump at a good length over and over and over again may have taken more wickets. But the fact Australia got to lunch only two down and they lost Davey you know, about five minutes before lunch, that, that was crucial for Australia's chances. Now, Tubby, uh, four wickets down we are at the moment. We're leading by 296. Uh, does the, the sixth day come into play here a little bit with this uh, championship test? Is it How many do we need with the declaration? Well, I don't know about declaration at this stage. I think Australia will be hoping to get at least another 104. Um, yep. I, I think to, to, to lead by 400 would be absolutely ideal. Mm. At the moment, they're in a very strong position, as I said a moment ago. Like, India made 296 in their first inning. So already they're going to have to make more in their second than they did in their first, which is never easy in test match cricket. But Australia will know that India's batting is very good. This pitch is settling down, although I see uh, Jadeja picked up a couple of wickets. So Lino might be handy on days four and five. But I think at the moment Australia will be thinking if we can bat into the middle session uh, later tonight, lead by 400 plus, they shouldn't need... Uh, day six. Okay. I think this should be over in day within day five. Yep. Now, Tub, I know that uh, you're big on the fielding. You were a great first slipper yourself. Uh, obviously, a few no-ball issues for Pat Cummins yesterday as well, but it was a bit of a messy day and we dropped a few catches. Is that just a bit of rust from a lack of four-day and five-day cricket? Oh, I think it is a little bit. And uh, yeah, you, say, you mentioned you know, Pat bowling a couple of no-balls. Like, had he not bowled those no-balls, um, you know, Australia could have bowled India out for at 150 uh, and had yeah. a, you know, and this is this game's over. Yeah. Um, that's that's the difference, and Pat will be frustrated by that because, um, you, know, to, you know, I think well, the first one was when Rahani, Rahani was on about 17. Yeah. He goes on and makes 90. Um, you know, you, you, and that's not a no ball. As I said, it's probably game over. So Australia need to get that right because mm. I, I suspect as we go through the the Ashes in the next few weeks, I suspect there'll be some. Good batting days also. You know, England is a great place to bat, particularly once the pitches do flatten out and they lose that greenish tin. So Australia can't afford to give away extra wickets. Um, no balls are a problem. There's no yeah. doubt about it, particularly when you take wickets on them. So we've got to get that right. And as I say, our fielding, well, I'm, you know, I think our catching's always been a little bit of concern over the last four or five years. 
you saw what Cameron Green did yesterday after lunch. Unbelievable. He takes that fantastic catch, and all of a sudden, Australia take four for 30. Yeah. That's what a great catch can do. Uh, On the other side of that, on the other side of that coin, is if you drop a catch that you should take, then the batting side gets the surge. So catching, uh, it's it's an old saying, it wins your matches. It's, It's vital, so we've got to get that right. Now, Tubby, you're talking to us. You said at the top of the show you like your sleep, but there's a bit of mail floating around that you might be just slipping out to a bar in Sydney somewhere watching the game and having a few Chardonnays until it's finished. Hang on. Hello. (laughs) Uh, No, I said I'm going to England on Monday. So to me, me, um, as I always do, before a big game, I'll be taking it easy. Um, maybe Maybe a beer and a glass of Shiraz. Um, but that'll be about it for me. <laughs> now, now Tub, well, we tried to get you on last week. Now we, we couldn't. You were you were a busy man. Now was that due to preparation for the Ashes with Channel Nine over there, or what's the story? Well, I was busy last week, um, uh, looking around the country because I'm going to be out of out of the country for a couple of months. Right. So I thought it's very important for me to firstly see the Northern Territory. Yes, and right. there was a little bit of barramundi fishing no. involved, which I, oh, no. uh, which I happened to stumble upon for four days, uh, and then I've been out in northwestern New South Wales this week at a place called Moree for a charity day, which did involve, I think it was two sh- two um, two chardonnay oh. uh, and and and, and a shandy some today. Maybe a Cooper's Mild Ale too, Tom. <laughs> yeah, just one with mixed with a bit of lemonade. I don't like to drink too much. Uh, we love your stuff, Tub. You go and enjoy the ashes, mate. Always appreciate your time on the Dead Set Legends. Thanks, boys. Should be a cracker. Oh, beautiful. Tubby. There he is, the former skipper of the Australian cricket side. Tubby Taylor on 104.7. Triple M. 104.7. Adelaide's Triple M. You can get us on the listener app as well, L-I-S-T-N-R. Make sure you download the podcast like uh, everybody else. It is the dead set letters. The numbers are (laughs) extraordinary. Absolutely fine. Now, disclaimer at the start, we don't encourage anyone to do what happened the other night because it isn't safe, but it was entertaining when it did happen. So... Look, if you want to do it, you're going to face the consequences. But the security guards at the SCG on Thursday night, a guy just decided it was time to go. It was a it was a snooze fest, particularly in the first half. It got better as the game went on. So it was about seven minutes to go. He'd, he'd seen enough. He'd had enough of the night, Fergus. He oh. said, that is that is it for me. I am I'd had enough here. in the first quarter. Mm. The only problem for him was he was on the wrong side of the ground. He had to go out the <laughs> other gate. He had to exit on the far well, side I mean, of the ground. Yeah, well, so sometimes decided, you've just got to do what you've got to do well, then, right? He decided to take off over the other side of the ground. And I tell oh, you no. what, the security guards, it looked like me and Brian Taylor chasing this bloke <laughs> across the ground. But this <laughs> they were horrible. This is how we called it on Triple M on Thursday night. We've got a streaker. And have a look at some of the running styles on these security guys. Look at old stiff arm over there and stiff neck. He's running with straight legs. Here he comes. Oh, boy. They converge on him. He's One's him. gone down. There's 15 men dressed in black out there. And he's going to beat them all to the other side of the ground. And up the race he's he goes. Away. He's got away from one all. He's beaten them all. <laughs> He's gone from one side of the ground to the other. Fifteen men dressed in black chase after him. And they all look rather stiff. Son's done his hamstring. The men in black, he has. He's got a hammy. And boy, they look stiff as balls. The security guys here at the SCG. Six and a half minutes remaining. Then killed her by seven points. I love that. Back Seamless. into the call. Back into the call, but I tell That's you what. That's why he's the best, BT. That I, is why he's the best. I don't know about you boys, but 
Jeez, I was cheering him on. Oh, oh get on. over the other side, big fella. Get there and get through. Get through. When they I posted the video on the Triple M Instagram, I lost it. I was in tears sitting by myself in the car park downstairs. And they opened the race up for him, the, the crowd. They wanted him to get away. And he was over and gone. And then the security guard, who was about 10 metres behind him, made this dive for him. It was just comical, the whole thing. What about it was the bloke, brilliant. The bloke uh, that went down, he... He went 35 <laughs> metres adrift. He was yeah. way behind him. Oh, he, he, slipped on, he slipped on the wicket. Oh, he, he had a turning the circle of a Mack truck, that bloke. <laughs> he was nowhere. I think it was Jude Bolton said on the call on Channel 7 when I was listening to it, change your shirt, son. <laughs> change your shirt. <laughs> Get through and you're away. Oh, oh, but it begs the question. You've brought this to the table, Rob. Yeah, one, two, three, five, three. When have you either streaked yourself or you've been at a, a game and seen someone streak and get away because this guy apparently was seen on the, the tram later in the night. He was yeah. gone. He was Not gone. caught. <laughs> Fantastic. Long Loved gone. Yeah. Well, there was a bloke at Adelaide Oval in a, a Redbacks BBL game, <laughs> T20. This was back when the uh, Eastern Grandstand was being done up, boys. Yes. And let me tell you, that construction yard looked treacherous. Anyway, <laughs> we had a bloke from the members take off across the ground while we were playing Security coming from everywhere. Probably mm. seven or eight for that game back then. It was about 15,000 there. Not quite. Yes. yes. As at the SCG. But anyway, the guy jumped the fence, went through the construction yard, <laughs> and apparently was spotted at the front bar at the line about 15 minutes later, <laughs> tipping one down off the wood. <laughs> Knock-offs. Knock-offs. <laughs> one triple three five three is the number. Hit us up. We've got some incredible prizes to give away. Double passes galore to go see yes. Greenspoon, if you don't mind. How good. Tickets are on sale June 2, which is already on sale right now. Yes. au. But you can win them right here. one triple three five three. Hit us up. Have you ever streaked? Triple M. Ten minutes away from 10 o'clock for your Saturday morning, Adelaide. It's the Dead Cert Legends. Tom Rockliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tom are here until 11.30 today. Brownlow medalist Ollie Wines is going to join us just before 11 o'clock this morning. Port Adelaide absolutely flying. But you saw something eventful Thursday night there, Rocky. Yeah, we're smack bang in the middle of a phone, uh, 13353. When have you streaked? It's off the back of the streaker on Thursday night. He went from one side of the ground. He decided he'd seen enough with seven minutes to go and wanted to exit the venue. But his gate was on the other side of the ground. Quickest route, straight across. That's right. And he made it uh, look silly. Great call from Brian Taylor. Hear that on the listener app. Uh, if you want to hear that, but uh, let's go to the phones. Yeah, one triple three five three is the number. Who we got there, Fergus? Yeah, we've got Andrew from Seton. Andrew, what have you seen, mate? Or would you, were you the one streaking? No, it wasn't me. My son was playing in a game at, uh, down the western suburbs, and there was a group of guys on the other side of the oval there who were. It was a pretty warm day, and they're on the turps. Anyway, <laughs> one guy starts stripping down, and we like going, "No, nah, no, nah, he's oh, not going to do this." Well, he was a pretty fit dude, this guy. You know how the gymnast do the end over end tumble? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. On the, uh, this guy did that all the way across the ground, across the pitch, <laughs> what? across the other side, <laughs> and didn't stop and had the whole place in an uproar. <laughs> and the funny thing was it the funny thing was when he finished, his mates picked up his clothes and his shoes and that and ran the other way <laughs> and left this guy walking around the street with nothing on looking for his mate. That is fantastic. Brilliant. We love that, Andrew. How yeah. would the bonds be as well? Oh, oh, maybe a mate. couple of sherbets and a few uh, eyes would be rolling. Yep. <laughs> Up and about. And I tell you what, boys, we are everywhere at the moment. We had some good ratings, but uh, we've got Chris, the King King Rabbit from Brisbane's phoned in. Hello, oh, Chris. Good day, gents. How are we? <laughs> yeah, we're good. good. We're when good. did you streak? Oh, mate. 
the bodies and major streaking, but um, in 2003, I uh, ran out into the Gabba. Oh, hang uh, on. A bit of a story to it, if you want to hear it. I'd love to. <laughs> well, we're in a uh, social room, table of 10, watched a couple of people try to run out, got 10 metres out, got caught. I said to the boys, you can get out to the middle there, no dramas. And um, a lot of them had a bit of money. Before I know it, there's 10 grand cash on the table. What? Um, what? Yeah, Hitman, Hitman said, I'll give you two grand cash in the morning. My boss said, I'll take you to Thailand. All expenses paid. <laughs> I'm like, well, it's five grand. I'm, I'm on here. So we go down. Ferg, I don't know if you remember the old Gabba. They used to have the races. I do. They used to run about 30 metres. Yeah. Get to the top of the race. I see the security guard at the front. I walk up to him with my mate Wayno, and I said, look, I've got to get out there for 10 grand. <laughs> I've got to do it. <laughs> and he goes, look, boys, I'm going to grab me. He grabs his phone. He goes, I'm going to ring the missus. I'm going to tell her I'm going to chase you. You can go. And I'm like, what? <laughs> On the camera. <laughs> and from one brother to another brother, I let him down. Before he could get on the phone, I just went. I'm quick <laughs> over 10. Before you know it, the crowd roars. I run past Jay Surya and Chiminda Vass, who was bowling. <laughs> I get around Simon Torful, and I'm about to grab the bales. And Ricky Ponning, who I used to drink with, and my great Dickie and Tazzy, he said, what are you doing out here? I said, Rick, I've got to grab the bales and throw them in the air for 12 grand. He goes, no. So I grabbed them. There's a photo that shows I was there. I threw them in the air, put my hands in the air. And back in the day, the cops used to come out. So they got me, tackled me, handcuffed me. Gave me Holy a sucker hell. punch as the crowd was chanting legend. <laughs> Took into the waiting area. They said, the sergeant, you're, you're in trouble, mate. And I said, yeah, I know I'm in trouble. He said, no, no, the sergeant wants to talk to you. <laughs> oh, no. Sergeant sergeant storms over. He goes, mate, if we if we lose this game of cricket, you're in trouble. I said, mate, we're two for 90. And they didn't me two teams. <laughs> we're home. <laughs> we're laughing. Anyway, three balls later, Punter gets out. No, he comes no. back. Yeah, double barrels me. Um, oh. Says you will not get out to the morning if we lose this game. <laughs> um, we go on to win. Uh, but the funny part is the court part, right? Yes. You, 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 you reminisce. You go to the court. What is everyone, it about six grand fine or something? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, six grand fine. So I'm like, well, my lawyers, the bloke on the table was a lawyer. He said, I'm going to cover your fees. I'm like, well, this is easy. <laughs> uh, I'll get you off. <laughs> I'll get you off. He said, plead guilty. You get there, and everyone that was there on the day is all there. And they go, oh, there's the legend who got out there. And <laughs> They're celebrating you. They're oh, no. celebrating. They time to go up. And I, I go there, and they say, how do you plead? And I said, guilty. And the prosecutors go, no, nah, we want to fine him $300 oh. and give him 12 months to pay. You're kidding. And, and <laughs> Yeah. But then the judge goes, no, they are not there to watch you run past a cricketer with the finger in the air and then throw the bales in the air. That's disgraceful. I'm not happy with this. And then, oh, my heart sunk. I'm like, he's going to put the full fine. He said, I'm going to double it and give you 12 months to pay. <laughs> 600 bucks. <laughs> oh, so oh, yeah, pocketed 11-4. Boy, paid for it. Got a trip to Thailand. Good story. Outstanding, Chris. Any, any pictures floating around of you and Punter in the middle? There's two going around. There's one with the copper trying to chase me, and there's one with me and Ricky having a discussion about throwing the barbecue. Oh, that is gold. That Chris, is mate, we would uh, give you the double pass to Grinners, but you can afford it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for your time, mate. That's absolutely Thanks, superb. Oh, oh, man. That is brilliant. What a story, that, that is. That is brilliant. <laughs>
couldn't have asked for a better story to ring through. I'm pretty quick over 10. <laughs> 10 o'clock family, good morning to you. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tomo. And that first hour, absolutely Wowee. superb. How, how good to have the former skipper of Australia on Tubby Taylor. Oh, don't start me, honestly. What a great, great of Australian cricket. Triple M cricket as well during oh, yeah. the summer, absolutely flying. Uh, get that on the listener app. How do you spell that, Rock? L-I-S-T-N-R. Spot I would, uh, I would love to hear the Triple M summer team after dark. Oh, there would be some stories okay. to be pretty told. Quiet, boys. <laughs> pretty quiet, boys. <laughs> low, low key. Oh, man. Back to the, the team hotel just for a quiet one. Um, <laughs> former teammate of yours and Brownlow medalist Ollie Wines is going to join us before 11 o'clock this morning, Rock. Yeah, looking forward to that. Superstar. They're in scintillating form, aren't they? 10 on the bounce for Port Adelaide now, sitting second on the ladder and clear second on the ladder as well. So they're certainly up about up and about. So looking forward to speaking to Ollie later in the show. Yeah, and the job's looking very cannibal at the moment, isn't it, yeah, boys? Very. He's <laughs> flying, seems, our man. Seems, and hasn't lost a game right. since he hit the boundary to coach. Is that right, Rock? Yeah, the first time he's ever done it in his career, 10-year career, never been down there and hasn't lost since he's been Amazing. down there. So I like it. I like it. And it doesn't matter. I was saying this off air. It doesn't matter who you support. You love the way the Port Adelaide Footy Club are playing at the moment. A, a, a bit of the Collingwood about them, you know? Yeah, they're hard. Mm. Blue collar. Get in there, get dirty, get it out and run it and play aggressive. And I, I, it's just been a, a treat to watch over yeah, the That's enough port chat as well. Okay, so we're, we're swinging down to Adelaide Oval today. It's yes. Texas' 250th oh. game here, Rocky. So we're going to do a little text quiz next, all right? So yes. one triple three five three To get involved with this, punters, we need a few callers on the line here. And we are giving away a signed... Text 250th game hoodie. Okay, no way. these hoodies are superb. And Signed. Texan's going to sign it for us, and it can be yours out there. The punters of Adelaide. Jeez, yeah, get amongst well, that. Is it? Is it 250? This when's that? In a couple of weeks. So I'm going to use a gag that uh, a Richmond supporter made of mine used during the week on a, another right. podcast that I do. Dylan Leach. He said, "Well, did Tex play in the grand final?" Oh, oh hang on. No, no hang on. <laughs> right. Don't bring that trash into this <laughs> studio, you, thank you very you much. Why do you got to go there, mate? We're celebrating an absolute <laughs> legend of the Adelaide football club. <laughs> They're all still Lincoln. standing there in their power stance. Shut, oh, shut up, Rob. This is, Rob. <laughs> Turn him down. I don't want to hear him anymore. Seriously. One triple three five three triple M family. If you want this yes. hoodie, it's a 250 game. Yes, 250. Up the Texan. 250 game hoodie by the Texan. He's going to sign it. We're going to do a quiz next. One triple three five three. We'll take your call. Next, turn Rockley off. Oh, I've had enough. <laughs> triple M, one eight four point seven. Adelaide's Triple M. It's the Dead Set Legends. Tom Rockliffe, Cow Ferguson, and Tom. And let's do this, Adelaide. Texas big show here tonight on Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Piss off, Texas! <laughs> it's the Tex Walker Quiz. The big fella is celebrating game 250 today, so we thought we'd have a little bit of fun and give away a signed text 250 game hoodie. Unbelievable. This is superb. If you want to get one yourself, you can at Crow Mania in-store online or even at game day today down at Adelaide yeah, Oval, Fergus. Yeah, magnificent. And it's going to be a big occasion today down at the Oval. 250th in a game that they should win too, which oh, is pretty yeah. exciting. Don't want to go too far there oh, for yeah. you, Tomo. But mm. this is exciting, Rock. Mm. Uh, yeah. You're going to kick things off. Are you excited about this? Yeah, I'm up and about. It's very exciting. Tex Walker, great of the game. And uh, make sure you get along because he's only got about 10 games left in his career. So oh. make sure you get along. And, and <laughs> Hang on a <laughs> second. The bloke's dominating, Rock. He's got what years is, ahead. This is incredible. <laughs> if he wants them. Yes. <laughs> All right. First question. We got to, Who have we got on the line Yeah, there? well, this, this, this stinks of no organisation from you, Rock. 
Like, seriously. <laughs> this quiz was your idea, and now you're slamming it. Known well, for minutes that he was going to be Let me tell you, we're only doing this quiz because our boss made us do no. it, forced us to do it. <laughs> he called us and said, you got to do a Tex Walker quiz. Show the crows some love. Even though they show you no love, they don't give you anyone ever to interview, but we'll give All them right, love. Well, don't let's worry about that. Here we go. One triple three five three to get involved, okay? If you if you get it wrong, we move on to the next one. we got Greg from Blanchetown. Gregory, hello. How you going, guys? Good, mate. Flying. Good. Yeah. G'day, Greg. I've got an audio question off the bat for you. What game of audio is this from? Looking for the Texan. Look at this man. Texas got it on the wing. Take all the space, Tex. And ignore Jerker for Christ's sake. <laughs> Texan, instead of that, look at the squaring oh. This man is genius. Oh. <laughs> Greg, what game? Uh, um, I reckon that was... Uh, was it Elimination Final? Mm, it was. What year? Uh, 2017. Piss off, Tex! Unfortunately not, Greg, as we go to Rod from Normanville. Rod, what game was that audio from? Uh, yeah, I'll say Elimination to 16. Oh. Piss off, Tex! One triple three oh, five three to get involved. Sorry about that, Rod. <laughs> oh, no. As we got a Heath from Birkenhead. Heath, hello! Yeah, here you go. Yeah, good. Now it's an elimination final. Do you know what year? Oh, look, I'll go. Uh, I'll go 2018. <laughs> oh, Piss no. off, Tex. Oh no! <laughs> One triple three they five like... three. They love. They love our Texan. <laughs> oh, oh, no. The first question. This is unbelievable. One triple three five three is the number to get involved. And geez, we're going to need you, um, Michael from Unley. <laughs> hello to you. Hello. Yeah. How yes. you going, mate? Did you hear that audio? Yeah, 2015. Ah, yes. Love it, Michael. Now, the second question. Tex's nickname is from what US TV show? Nah, no idea, that one. Oh, Oh, God. Bugger. Piss off, Tex. Bad luck, mate. Sorry, Michael. As we go to Aiden from Hallett Cove, 13353, by the way. Get involved. Aiden, you there? Yeah, good. How's that going? Good, mate. What's the question, Fergus? The question is, Tex... Texas nickname is from what US TV show? Uh, oh, goodness. Um, I'd say Texas Ranger. Yes. Yes, that's, that's what we're about. Makes. We're back. Beautiful. We love that. Right, eh? Aiden. Fantastic. Next question, boys. What do we got? Yeah, well, it must be our audio guy, Sam Morrison, who sort of runs this show. I think he's written this quiz, but I'm not, who starts in Texas Walker Ranger? I'm not no. sure about that question. It must oh. be who stars, I think he meant to say. Yes. Who stars in Texas Walker Ranger? Oh, um, yeah, take, a, take a stab. Um, Clint Eastwood. Piss off, Texas. Oh, no good. As we go to Vicky from Murray Bridge. Morning, Vicky. Good morning. Question, Rock. Who stars in Texas Walker Ranger? Chuck Norris. Yes. Love that, Vicky. Love that. All right, Vicky, where is this speech from? We've got some audio. Mm, Do we? Yes, we do. Thanks to the sponsors. Sorry, Christ fans, we couldn't get it done, but thank you very much for travelling. At Ballarat? Oh, no. Piss off, Tex. Sorry, Vicky. As we go to Shane from uh, Barossa. Morning, Shane. Yeah, good mate. Where is this speech from? Thanks to the sponsors. 
Sorry, Christ fans, we couldn't get it done, but thank you very much for travelling. That was the 2017 grand final. Yes. Yes. Like that, Shano. Certainly was just after the power stance. <laughs> that was, but uh, let's uh, let's a couple of legends came out of this. Well, have played at this footy club. <laughs> so, who did Tex Walker play for in Broken Hill? Uh, not sure. The Roosters up there, I think. I'm not sure the name of it. Oh, unfortunately, Shane. I know we got Andy from St Clair. G'day, Andy. Oh, don't ask me that question. It's the only one I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Superstar Tom Rockliffe played there last year. <laughs> oh, bugger. Yeah. Like Port, Adelaide beat, Port Adelaide beat him last night. Let, let's face it. Oh, the Bulldogs. Yeah. Whoa. Good boy, yes. Rock. I like that. Okay. Who is talking in this audio clip? Data's pointing this in one place that Tex is only a hero on Twitter after he's played a good game. Oh, God. That's Cornsy. <laughs> <laughs> Rock, oh, when you're right. ready, Rock. Question seven. Which tennis star did Tex Walker, our man Tex, get yep. into a bit of beef with? Oh, bother. I reckon he called him a galoot on, oh, on Twitter. We've, we've already looked I remember after him. I remember it. Oh. I reckon his first name rhymes. No, no, no. We've already given a hint. Yeah. Oh, come on, come on. One more hint. One more hint. No, guys. you can't have two hints. You already got the hint <laughs> like for the Andy. dogs. I got two questions right. Come yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> His um, last name rhymes with Burios. Oh, Kyrios. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the what? Sorry. Well, yeah. <laughs> My fellow compatriot. <laughs> okay, last question. This is to win it, Andy. All right, come on. Okay, which year was Tex on the cans at a Crows game? Oh. Which year? Was Tex on the... Sorry, Andy, as we go to Callum from Fairview Park. Callum, you got us. Yeah, mate. This All is right. to win it, mate. Fire up. What year was Tex on the tins at a game? Um, yeah, it was the game where he was suspended, I think, or he was injured. Um... Piss off, Tex! Stewie, Evanston Gardens. Hello, mate. <laughs> There you go, boys. Yeah, good. Flying. Absolute cracking, cracking quiz, this one. <laughs> this is your idea, Rock. <laughs> What's the question? What year was Tex having a few froffies at a game? Um, I have a feeling I can still picture him there with his mullet, wearing his jacket, <laughs> leaning over the fence with a beer. Is there a clue? I'm going to say 2012. Not so close. <laughs> As we go to Susan from Birkenhead. Susan, hello. Hello. How are you? Now, what been year? A couple of calls from Birkenhead, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it has yeah, been. Yeah. What year was Tex <laughs> having a couple of quiet ones at a Crows game? It was before 2012. I'm going to say 2011. Hey! Whoa! Congratulations, Susan. Is. We've got you a signed jumper by the Texans celebrating game 250. Enjoy that. Awesome. My son will love that. Thank oh, you. Brilliant. Absolutely superb. Thanks so much. We'll uh, hang, on to the, hang on to the line and we'll get all your details. All right, Suze? Thank you. Perfect. Thanks for all the calls, too. Yeah, that we was, love that. That was good fun. And we, we, love we, that. we lost Rocky for a bit there, yeah, but that's Rock, okay. What's He's going back. on, Rock? 
Oh, up and about the taxi plays two fifty today. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we are, oh. Where are we? We're 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 holding up just where are we at? We're just holding up. Nothing beats a nine minute <laughs> quiz, I'll tell you what. Enjoy that Adelaide. <laughs> Twenty four minutes past. Go text. Good morning. <laughs> this motorsport update with Rusty is brought to you by Bandix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Always flying our man Greg oh, Rust, yeah. and he joins us on the line right now. You can get Rusty's Garage podcast on the listener app. You can get it for free as well, which is oh, absolutely sorry, superb. Rusty, good morning, mate. Morning, guys. I'm at Winton in Northern Victoria for the Ooh. Speed Series this weekend. Yes. So, God's country. Oh, we God's love that, country mate. down there. I grew up in Benalla. Oh, God's Beautiful. country down there, Rusty. Oh, how good. Now, Daniel Ricciardo is going to do some F1 broadcasting while he's on the reserves. Best. He's going down Media Street, is he, uh, Rusty? I think this opportunity has come about uh, maybe from a podcast chat that he had with uh, the, the comedian and actor Will Arnett. So he's on a podcast called Smartless with Jason Bateman. Very funny. <laughs> and Dan was, a, Dan was a guest on it during COVID. Now, the pair of them together are going to be an alternate kind of commentary for ESPN for the, the remaining races in North America. So Canada next weekend and the two races in the States in both Texas and, uh, of course, Las Vegas, which we're really excited about. So, I mean, this is kind of a little bit way of the world, guys, isn't it, with um, options or, you know, alternate commentary options happening that are a bit more relaxed, a bit, bit comedic and fun. And I think those two together will be terrific. Yeah, I like that. And we spoke about parody in supercars on last week's show, Rust. Has there been any progress on this to help the Mustangs at all? They've been looking at, uh, at engine mapping to try and help the Mustang uh, improve. And they've been trialling a couple of things at different events recently. And some of the, the team that work on the, the Mustang side of the equation feel like they have made a bit of progress, which is great. So we might see that start to filter through from next weekend's round in Darwin and everyone is releasing their liveries um, for Darwin. Very um, appropriately kind of Indigenous-themed um, liveries on their cars and they look really cool ahead of that, uh, that race meeting next week in Darwin. Mm. Yeah, and Rusty, I love my memorabilia, and I have plenty of cash. How much is oh, no. uh, how much <laughs> is the on. F1 driver's helmet going to set me back? Uh, you are going to need, in this particular example, a fair bit of cash, right? So Charles Leclerc, the F1 driver, put his helmet up for grabs to help uh, raise money for those affected by the floods in northern Italy, which saw the cancellation of that recent Formula One race up there, or postponement of it. That reached a new record. It raised nearly half a million Australian dollars, and it eclipsed the previous mark set by a uh, or for a helmet of um, of, of Ayrton Senna's. So you wouldn't want to scratch that on the uh, on the coffee table, lads. Which is pretty special. Oh no! I tell you what, with Rocky as well, the amount of brown paper bags that he's rolling with these days, I think he'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Rusty, you good man, mate. We'll catch you next week. Have a great weekend, guys. Take care. That's Rusty for Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. 26 minutes away from 11 o'clock, and we're just picking ourselves up from that uh, quiz that we just had on just before. That was Rocky's idea, oh, and it nah, was no can good. Can we talk about that? Because our boss forced us to do it, <laughs> Sam Morrison, <laughs> who has nothing to do with the show ever, provides no content, no ideas, no suggestions, no help whatsoever, just jumps on the back when we get a good ratings and goes, yeah, I'm part of that show, I'm part of that show. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Morrison, if you're out there, we don't know what you look like or who you are, but for you to say that we should do this show today, that quiz today, quite embarrassing, to be honest. All right, we're just moving I on. I the whole idea of it. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. <laughs> Open the top drawer.
It's right time on. for Tomo's Top Draw. Right on. Here we go. Need a ratings boost. So I've worked <laughs> this in the run now. <laughs> straighten up a bit here. Need to straighten Come up on, boys. a little bit. Okay, now, off the back of Brody Grundy, okay, playing yes. against his old side... Uh, on Monday, Queen's birthday, King's birthday, I should say, it's going to be an absolute beauty. I mean, it's going to yes, be a great game of footy. We're will. looking forward to that. So playing against his old side, don't know who's going to win that trade yet. Mm. Uh, at the moment, you know, if there's a flag involved for Melbourne or Collingwood, we mm. don't actually know. Yeah. Some, though, we do know. Okay. Oh, yeah. Some in the past that we do know. Some retired superstars that mm. have played for two clubs. These, to me, are all very win-win situations for both clubs. Okay. But I want... The most dominant side that these individuals played for out of two okay. clubs. Okay, you up for that, Rock? Yeah, we are. Yep, let's I'm going to give you a player, and straight away, I need a, the team that they were more dominant for. That you, mm. the, It just springs into your mind straight away. Okay? Superstar of both Essendon and Port Adelaide, Gavin Wanganeen. Essendon. 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 Mm. Okay, why, why Essendon? Uh, well, he, he was part of the Baby Bombers in 93, um, that Brown that line. game where, you know, Andrew Newton-Jarman fainted at the top of the goal square and missed from point blank range. <laughs> yep. He did that re- last weekend too. He couldn't coach his local team. <laughs> a bit scared of sauce. Rock, you? Wanganeen, just a Brownlow medal, I think, um, is the factor. Premiership. He obviously won a premiership at both, but he, he spent majority of his career, would I be right in saying? Uh, yeah, well, hun- well, this yeah, is the I'd thing. So. 100, no, 127 games and 64 goals. He was playing that back pocket role yeah. for the Essendon Footy Club. 173 yeah, games okay, and 138 goals yeah. for Port Adelaide. Premiership at both, like you said, yeah. three-time All-Australian at Essendon, yep. two-time All-Australian and a skipper as well at the Port Adelaide Footy Club. Mm. Interesting. Next yeah, one. Tight. Um, dominant for both teams that he played at. Tony Lockett, St. Kilda or Sydney Swans? Nah, Swans. Swans. Swans for you? Yep. I was a bit young, I reckon, to um, see how good he was at St. Kilda. Obviously, what he did there was outstanding, but I just remember him at Sydney for, I think, the the moments, like the when he broke the record for goals and everyone swarming the ground. Yes. They're the things like... You, I'm, you probably ask about Buddy later, so that, that might come up as well. But I think just you remember that moment, it mm. sticks in my mind, everyone running onto the ground. Ferg's obviously about 10 years older than me, so he might remember him a bit more <laughs> at St Kilda. Yeah, and the rest probably. Um, no, I, I, I'm exactly the same. I think uh, he, he only played every second week at the Saints because he was rubbed out most of the time, mm. so he, he was definitely a swing. All right, so interesting stats on this one. 183 games at the Saints, 898 goals. 800 and nearly 900 goals yep. at the Saints, averaging 4.9 goals a game. Brownlow medal yep. at St. Kilda. 10-time St. Kilda leading goal kicker. Wow. There you go. And then over at Sydney as well, uh, 98 games for 462 goals, so mm. averaging 4.7. He, he didn't play 100 games, and you think <laughs> of that straight away. So some of the stats are nuts. Uh, yeah. Grand final appearance, obviously, remember that kick to the, the point after the sign to get yeah. him into that. Yeah. Um, three-time All-Australian and two Brilliant. Coleman medals. Okay, on to the next one. Chris Judd, West Coast or Carlton? West Coast. Why? Uh, just premiership player. Um, and burst onto the scene over there, just blew the competition away, came over to Carlton, and it always just felt like it was a bit of a disappointment. Yeah, Carlton, um, just the Vizzy brown paper bags. (laughs) (laughs) 
148 games, uh, 145 <laughs> goals, I should say, for the 145 games and 90 goals for the Carlton Footy Club. Brownlow medal at both clubs. Yeah. Uh, four All Australians at uh, Carlton and 134 games at West Coast. Right, next one. Saw him dominate uh, a decade of football, if not more. Buddy Franklin, Hawthorne or Sydney? Hawks. Yeah, Hawthorne for me as well. But I tell you what, we spoke about it the other day. It could go the other way. He played in three grand finals yep. at Sydney, uh, three-time All-Australian at Sydney, a couple of Coleman's. He's a 13-time leading club goal kicker, mm-hmm. won four Coleman's. But, yeah, yeah, Hawthorne for me, but you could mount a case for Sydney. Yeah, I agree. Could. Absolutely. I could. agree. So averaging 3.1 goals a game at uh, Hawthorne and 2.8 at Sydney. So, but, yeah. But to average three goals in this era is incredible. Oh, yeah. And he's the only player in history to kick 1,000 goals and play 350 games. But the other forwards that have kicked over 1,000, they used to have acres of space. Mm. Oh, mate. True. So Different era. Incredible player. But Even though Brian Taylor players. doesn't rate him. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Taylor doesn't rate him. Is that what you said? Oh, a bit overrated, Brian thinks. Oh, <laughs> I'm wow. throwing in an honourable mention. Darren Jarman. Yeah, Crows Hawthorne for me. Hawthorne to the Crows. Oh, Crows for me. I thought you were going to say Tom Rockliffe. No. <laughs> definitely not. 104.7 Adelaide's Triple M. It's the dead set legends. Tom Rockliffe, Cow Ferguson and uh, Tomo. And these guys were brilliant last night. We speak of the Port Adelaide Football Club. They've won 10 in a row. And I tell you what, this guy is a genuine superstar. We know that. He's a Brownlow medalist and still dominating to this day. Ollie Wines, good morning to you. Morning, Tomo. How are you going, fellas? Oh, yeah, mate, great, mate. mate, don't worry about us. We're humming along nicely. But you and the Port Adelaide boys, mate, you guys must be sky high. Ten in a row. Congratulations. Thanks, mate. Yeah, everything's going well at the moment. Obviously, we, we broke our record, club record, of nine in a row uh, last week and able to go on with it again last night. But um, it's, it's pretty simple. Our game plan at the moment it relies on a lot of pressure, a lot of effort, and uh, we're seeing results when we, when we commit to those things. Now, Ollie, before we get into the serious footy stuff, what, what is it with Tomo that you like? Like, oh. how could you possibly follow <laughs> this guy whichever station he was on? I was, I was like, on Tomo day one when he was yeah. back on Fresh. Like, That's I a was, boy. Well, I was um, texting and messaging in on fake names and um, pumping him <laughs> up, and he used to always love it. Like, yeah. I used to, you know, Todd from Barwon Heads, a little bit like that. <laughs> <laughs> really groundless. That was We're bringing great, some so, positivity, though. Great to have you on board, oh, I tell you. Quite incredible, yeah, so because we one. have to carry him every Saturday morning, and yeah, he's not very good at what he does, but... Ollie, uh, how has it been frustrating a little bit for you because your output hasn't been where we've seen in the past, but we know that's probably because of the pre-season. You just couldn't get out there. How important are pre-seasons nowadays in professional footy? Yeah, certainly so important, particularly for, I guess, myself as a, as a player. I see it really important in um, getting continuity in your game and understanding what's going on. Um, the other real big change in our midfield is just how dynamic these guys are uh, at the moment. And you see Butters, Rosie, uh, Horn, Francis, they don't need a lot of possessions to exit stoppage. So it has taken a little bit of time to get used to those new running patterns of more so coming out uh, the front of stoppage. You see a team like Bulldogs last night and they like to throw the ball and, and backfeed a little bit and get those extra possessions where um, our game plan is based around being really direct and um, being really quick out of stoppage and trying to attack the deep as quick as we can. So it has taken a bit of time to get used to, but, um, yeah, no, I'm 
think I'm playing my, my role uh, at the moment for the team. Yeah, Ollie, have you noticed uh, your role change? You've had such a successful career and, and obviously the side is humming at the moment and, and the, the face of that midfield is starting to change a little bit. Have you noticed your role just evolving as, as your career has gone on? Uh, it's probably just a little bit more diverse. I probably play a fair bit more wing uh, at the moment and sort of depending on the midfield we're matching up against will determine where guys play more of their time in the midfield. So last night, Boki came inside more because um, we wanted those quicker feet and more, um, I guess, uh, mobile players around the contest as opposed to the bigger bodies. We thought they matched up against um, Bulldogs well. So um, probably not so much a role change, just playing more positions um, as a midfield. And I think we're very acceptant, mm. acceptant of that. Now, Ollie, uh, we've seen you captain the club before and you've had to do it over the past couple of weeks. How's that for you? Do you feel extra pressure with that? And the second part of the question, when do you think the skipper's going to be back in the side, Tommy Jonas? Yeah, I don't think too much more pressure's come with that. I think Tommy and I have a really good relationship both on and off the field as, as mates. So we're pretty open and honest of, of how things are going and me taking the reins for the time being. But um, he's really... Uh, he's. Oh, we lost him. Sorry, sorry. Oh, we just missed that last bit. Sorry, mate. He's the leader. He's got us to where we are today. So um, we've got full faith in it won't be far away. Beautiful. Speaking to superstar and Brownlow medalist yep. Ollie Wines from the Port Adelaide Footy Club. Ollie, uh, we see a little bit of an extended break, Friday night footy, and then you take on Geelong next week and then off for the bye. What, uh, what do you got planned for the weekend? And then also what's, uh, what's the movements over the bye for you? Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you, you now, Ol. We got you now. <laughs> no, nah, we're having some trouble. We've just lost Ollie Wines right there. Isn't it funny that he hangs up as soon as Rocky asks a question? Uh, no, no surprises there, though. No, certainly no surprises. <laughs> no. That was a, I don't think he could hear us either. Nah. There's something happened there with the lines. Yeah, I think it must be caught in the airport or something like that. But let, actually, I think we've got him on the line right now. Oh, you got us back? Yeah, I'm back. Yeah, yeah beautiful. Ollie, you're back. Now, I said we're speaking to... <laughs> Have you paid your phone bill? Yeah. <laughs> now you're the face of Telstra. Surely they're looking after you. Oh, yeah, no pain there, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Ollie, a few extra days off, uh, an extended break. But what, what's planned for next week? Your take on Geelong? You don't want to look past that, I know. But have you got any plans uh, for the buy after that? How do you freshen up mid-season? Yeah, no, I'm heading up north, up your way, Rock, going to Byron Bay for a few days. So um, hopefully get a bit of nice weather up there. Um, might have a surf as well, a few rounds of golf. So uh, I'll be certainly chilling out. Don't injure yourself. Kane Corns won't be happy. <laughs> no, that's right. Jeez, uh, don't do your back in playing golf either. You can't do anything these days. Hey, uh, Ollie, I've, I've heard a quiet rumour that you might be uh, looking at a, a membership at a new golf club around Adelaide. Oh, who'd hear that from? Oh, I just heard a little rumour. He's a Grange boy. No, I've heard, I've heard there might be oh, movement. And there might be a few uh, power players looking to move across to Lockley's Kuyonga Golf Club. <clears throat> Any truth There's to the rumour? looking. I think you can have more than one membership. That's the thing that I'm That's looking right. at. That's right, absolutely. So I'd retain my Grange, but also have the opportunity, uh, have the um, chance to go play Kuyonga. So I'm actually playing mm. Kuyonga tomorrow morning. Ooh, beautiful. Um, but there so, are a few boys looking to um, leave Westlakes. Okay. Um, 
Just just and, let me know if anyone needs way. a hand oh. with nomination forms Ferg. or anything of that nature. Ferg, if, when you got as much money as Ollie, you can be a member at any course you want. I thought you were going to actually mention that the, the little rumour around is that he might actually venture down onto that one knee over the buy break up there oh, in Byron. Okay. There's a few there's a few blokes before me, Rock. <laughs> <laughs> that should be happening. That's for sure. Uh, mate, you were super again last night. Your your footy side is humming, Ollie. You enjoy that, mate. Enjoy the weekend and get set for Thursday night footy against yes. the Geelong Footy Club. Thanks, fellas. Too Thanks, easy. Ollie. Oh, we love that. He is a star. Yeah, that he is. is a star, Ollie Wines. One of the nicest blokes you'll meet in footy. Just gentle, gentle giant, but uh, when he's out there on the field, goes crazy. He's a beast. And I know we've spoken about it before, but for him to sort of move back and let these guys flourish is brilliant, Rock. <laughs> Yeah, it certainly is. It takes a fair bit to do that. To a Brownlow medalist only a couple of years ago to to be um, not proud and try and force him elsewhere. He's taken a step back, knows what's best for the team, and that's the thing you love about Ollie Wines. Always put support Adelaide Footy Club first and stuck fat through a number of years. His like 18 that. disposal game last night allows Butters to get 30-odd, you know. So oh, that's brilliant. right. He, ta- he cops a fair bit of heat too. A lot of people sit on him um, or have done over the years, so what a superstar. Bernie Vince, not too far away here at Triple M. Four minutes away from 11 o'clock for your Saturday morning, Adelaide, uh, Texas, 250th. Not too far Sorry away. Triple M rocking football from 11.30 today. The rub kicks off, and it's just one of those. You just never want to miss that first segment there, Fergus. No, and I'll tell you what. I reckon Tom Rockliffe might have a bit coming his way after uh, a couple of little yips earlier in this show. He's been yeah. on fire, oh. our man. Well... I don't think that's really fair, Ferg, but I'll tell you what, it'll be uh, a bit boring, I would have thought, the Saturday rub compared to normal. JB, Luke Darcy subs in, so, <laughs> I mean. You just, you just haven't nah. missed, you've missed no one today. Nah, everyone's in the gun. You've missed no one today. And I don't know if this was this week or last week. David King jumped on radio yesterday and loved it. If David King loved it, then it's the wrong decision. <laughs> He's back. He hasn't missed too many whatsoever. And i tell you what. When you give it out, sometimes you've got to cop it. Because I was listening to the midweek rub on Wednesday. Yes. And I heard this about our man. Daisy Thomas, have a listen to this. Mitch Lewis just came through, attacked the footy like a good forward should. Came through, that parted uh, the contest there, found the handball option. He was the only one that really went on it. Came Farrell would want his time again. He just sort of paused and, and waited for the ball to bounce. And Gee, could you speak any more dully of them? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's not, he's got the shit yeah, not really. Just, we got to find uh, out. You, he, I told you, it's oh boy, Sam Mitchell. What be. happened with you and Sam Mitchell? Was Cliff and Hawthorne. Can't just be a running with Sam Mitchell creating all this. Kick the goal. <laughs> Daisy, if Tom Rockcliffe wants to run with the big boys on the Saturday rub, he needs to provide more energy than that. Yeah, that's fair, Nick. Uh, maybe some some inflections at some point, maybe just like get rid of the monotone, take a pause, make a different point. But also the vendetta he's got against um, Sam Mitchell. It was really (laughs) obvious. He was just giving Hawthorne nothing. And And as soon as Port got it, he was up and about. I think JB got to the bottom of it. Something in and around there was going to be a trade. I think he met with Graham Wright before he moved to Port Adelaide at Hawthorne. And, and they went with Ty Vickery instead of... <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably understandably why he's a bit flat. But, uh, come on, Rock. Lift a little bit. Find something. You know what? He needs to get a thesaurus like me. Just a chance to elevate yourself. Bring something different than, uh, yeah, boring the pants off everyone. Come on. I mean, I, I don't disagree with him. You, I've seen pancakes stand taller than you were you on tell it. stories but, to go for 15 minutes and they have no point whatsoever. Do you want me to defend you here or not, you everyone, idiot? But, uh, I don't do you want, want me to defend, defend me because you? Because I'll, I'll defend him, mate. I'll you are getting belted. I'll tell you what, 
Rabbits Warren, uh, he lives off, I don't know whether he's his uncle, the actual Rabbits Warren, who's a superstar in the Channel 9 commentary box, but no one knows who he is. He, he's just being carried from, he just should push the buttons. He shouldn't talk in that <laughs> afternoon show. And then you've got Daisy Thomas, who's sitting there, and he's just upset because he always sort of pigeonholed himself. He thinks that he's next in line at Triple M. He thinks that Bernie Vince, if something happens to him in the specials, you know, Daisy might slip in. But I tell you what, Daisy's that far removed from where he actually at. He is that far behind that he has to slip in in a Sunday afternoon slot because they he thought he should have been over there calling that game. But you know what, Daisy? They go after the big dogs. They want the big dogs next to BT and JB and Bernie. That's why I was there calling that game. That's why they flew me to Sydney on Thursday night, because they want someone with a bit of freshness, someone that actually sees the game really well, that's actually got an opinion and is up and about. And I'll tell you what, Days, you just get back to your little Twitter war or whatever war you're having with Kane Corns, because it looks to me at the moment that anything I've done sort of two years ago, you try and implement now. If you want to be me, Days, or know how it operates, give us a buzz. I'll tell you how it works so you can fast track it instead of being two years behind sort of where I'm at. Wow. Okay. Mm. Well, we're late for the 11 o'clock news. <laughs> yeah, when, you, when you're done there, mate. Uh, Bernie Vince not too far away. Cop if we've got time for him. <laughs> 104.7 Adelaide's Triple M, the Dead Set Legends, Tom Rockliffe, Cal Ferguson and Tom as we build up to the Texan Walkers 250th oh, yes. game down at Adelaide Oval today taking on the West Coast Eagles and uh, his best mates joined us right now, Bernie Vince. Bernard, you got us? G'day boys, yes, in here enjoying it. The sun's just popping through a little bit, a bit it worried is. this morning yeah. when the rain started to come down but... Hopefully it's a great day for the footy club and the big Texan, yes. Now, Burn, you're going down. Are we hearing that this is true that you're having a bit of a chat pre-game? Is that right? We heard oh, that on the rush hour throughout the week? No, nah, that's the rumour. Um, don't think I'll be saying too much. But, yeah, we're going down. Just a few of his close mates are going down, family pre-game. Um, seeing him and not sure if that helps him or hinders him. But um, <laughs> at least I won't have had a beer at that stage because I'm actually doing the call for Triple M. So, um, no, nah, it's just a special day. I don't. I don't think it'll matter too much. They're not playing much today, are they? They're playing a <laughs> second. I think the reserves of a Sample team pretty much. The West Coast <laughs> rolled out today. What the hell's happened to you, Rock? I can yeah. see you down the line. What's that? Is that a dark top you got on or a light one? No, it changes no, colour. It does. I walked into a, um, a, a swarm. A swarm of bees actually <laughs> this weekend. Oh, you are swollen. They, uh, <laughs> they bit me everywhere, and yeah, you get sweats when oh, do bees. You? Yeah, when they right. About seven or eight of them. Bite you and they get your neck and your chin and <laughs> you don't look well. Everything's swollen up yeah. and you yeah. just your underarms, yeah. belly, yeah, yeah. underarms okay. are wet. Oh. wet. <laughs> they, they are dead set swimming pools yeah, under his armpits. I thought he had a shower and forgot to take his clothes off. <laughs> Bernie, he's off to the races, our man, today. That's, oh, yeah. that's without a jacket on at the moment. Eagle Farm. I'll be chucking. No jacket. No. Don't matter no, how hot it is up there. Chuck it on. Get it on. I've got a jacket to put on. It's yeah, it's warm in here. I think they've got the heaters on or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think someone's set me up today. I man. got told it was 16 degrees yeah. in that studio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bernie, straightening up just a touch. How excited are you for your mate? Because yep. it's 250. Not many have made it that far. He's obviously in great form as well, which is great. Um, but f as a really close mate, how do you feel about it? And are you really excited for him? Yeah, I am excited. Um, it's been an incredible journey uh, going back to the start when he walked in as a raw 17-year-old. If 
you ever told me he was going to be captain of a footy club at that stage, <laughs> I would have thought you were taking the piss. Um, but he's always been a natural leader. So, you know, people gravitate towards him. So I wasn't surprised when he was captain. I just didn't think they'd do it. So, and to be voted the best captain in the AFL, that's, mm-hmm. the, best, that's the captain of the captains. That's a big, that's a big accomplishment. So yeah. not that it's all about um, awards and that as well. But, and then I thought he was, I thought he was sort of coming towards the end about probably three years ago. Mm. Um, I think it was the, maybe the first of the COVID seasons where, mm. you know, he just probably wasn't moving as well as what he could, wasn't very good below his knees, was fumbling a little bit. And you sort of see players get towards the end. That's what starts to happen. Then for whatever reason, he has got himself absolutely flying in the last three years and is still their most important forward, which you would never think that either going back just three years ago. So um, he's, he's, you know, he's got life outside of footy now. He's got family, uh, kids, beautiful wife, Ellie. So, um, yeah, he's, he's done a fair... I can't see it finishing anytime soon yeah, right. either. Like, he's, you know, he's going well this year again. So, mm. you know, Adelaide will probably put another one-year deal out mm. in front of him because he's so important. Even though we've got so many key forwards at Adelaide, he's mm. still the number one man. Yep. That's amazing. <laughs> It's incredible, isn't it? And if, lucky we're not talking about awards because we could talk about your two best and fairest, my two best and fairest. Yeah, but we're talking four, about four in the room, four <laughs> just here, mate. <laughs> it's all, it's <laughs> Tex Walker and his uh, resurgence in form. Yeah. Oh, I just put it down to having kids. He just doesn't want to be at home. So yeah, he wants to keep, keep <laughs> extra footy crying. But uh, let's talk about Tex. What's your Favourite story that you've got oh, about Tex Walker? There has to be one. I know that you would have had, there'd be an ample list of stories that you could tell us, yeah. but uh, let's keep it clean. And let's clean, yeah. Try Jeez, and go that number wipes one. out a few. Yep. <laughs> um, obviously, everyone knows that the beer one, that sort of announced, he announced himself on the, um, the what is that stage, the Rat Pack sort of uh, group uh, when he did that, but... Um, Favourite story, and I don't know if it's my favourite, but it's an interesting one that no one really knows. We're going to a game, and he's always doing, he's always pranking people. Like he's either getting pranked or pranking someone. So we, I, I, it, his car would have got egged in, <laughs> I don't know, the five or six years I live with him, at, at least once a month. Like it was, and it was my house too. So the oh, house no. was starting to cop it, and we had garage sales. People were rocking up on a Sunday morning at like 7 a.m. because someone had advertised we got a bloody garage sale. We had people knocking on the door here for the garage. I'm like, there's no garage sale. Get out. Um, anyway, all that sort of stuff. But he thought Matty Yench did it to him one yes. day. So he's like, right. I'm going to get him oh, back. No. So we're, how do we work out that Yenchi's not going to be home when we can get him? So he's, I didn't know this, by the way. I may have known oh, a little bit. <laughs> I said, well, get, him on, get him game day, mate. He's not going to be home when we're playing. And yep. Yenchi was in the team at the time. So we're going to play at Footy Park. And in Texas organised a ton of firewood to be dropped at Yenchi's house in the Jengaz. <laughs> mate, I'm not going to be there. Mate, that was his house. The text of the way he's talking, hey, mate, just drop it in the, <laughs> drop it right near the front door, mate. It's all good. I'm not going to be there. I want it right near the front door so I can bring it in. Yenchi obviously hadn't even got a fireplace. Anyway, he gets a ton. I think he might have got two ton of firewood lobbed on the veranda of Yenchi's house, right? So he can't even get in his door. He said, pile it right up near the door. Or I use the back door, mate. So you just put it on the front door. Anyway, so he's, he's lobbed it there. Yenchi's done his ACL that night. Oh, Yen- oh, Yenchi's done his ACL. No. He's come home to the firewood. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I got a text. No. What about that firewood? He goes, oh, shit, forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Yenchi's come home no ACL and, 
and a heap of firewood couldn't get in his house. Oh, um, but that's that's what it was like. You always had to be on around him because oh. you didn't want to cross him because he'd always get you back. But he had his car towed away while training was on because um, he'd always park in the non-parking spot, which no one else parked in, which was right near the door, but Tex thought that was his park. So then uh, I think Michael Dowdy and Brent Riley got him back for that. They towed it away while we were training, and he's just watching it go. He's oh, like, shit. Goodness, man. <laughs> anyway, there was shit. a lot a lot going on. There was fish put in lockers, fish under car seats. That was um, It wasn't Ooh. great. And uh, one last question about Tex before we move on, but... Do you think he should get his ear tucked? Oh, wow. Um, Gee whiz. It's iconic. A, it is iconic. Very um, personal too, Rock. Mm. Well, well, I don't think you can fix it. Because um, <laughs> I said, but, but early, on, <laughs> early on I said, what's wrong with your ear? Like, what is wrong? There's something wrong with it. Definitely. Because it's not his both ears. No, you got both no, big ears. You go, well, you're just born with big ears. But it's one ear that flings one, uh, out. Uh, uh, and... If you touch it, mate, it just folds on itself. It's go- it goes, no. No cartilage again, at all. No, again, not my fault. Not my fault. I've got no cartilage in that side. It just sticks out. So I'm not sure what surgery's going to do. It's just, it's floppy. Oh, brilliant. Bernie Vince, thank you so much for jumping on board the Dead Set Legends, mate. You're on the rub next, and then the call this afternoon should be absolutely brilliant. No worries. Thanks, boys. Good on you, Ben. Yeah. 104.7 Adelaide's Triple M. 104.7 Adelaide's Triple M. Nearly time for us to get out of here. 25 minutes past 11 o'clock. It's the Dead Set Legends. Tom Rockliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tomo. And the cricket, we're halfway yep. through the test match. Six days, uh, Fergus. So yep. uh, the ICC World Test Championship. And uh, what's the score at the moment? Yeah, so the Aussies lead by 296 runs. Three days in. Labashane, 41 not out. Cameron Green, 7 not out. Six wickets in hand. So 4 for 123 we are. And India... Well, they dragged it back, so we've got a contest on our hands, but the Aussies have the ascendancy. Oh, beautiful. Now, Rocky, you've been super again today, mate. Uh, I just hope that the the listeners out there in Adelaide had a good morning, had a couple of laughs at our expense and uh, uh, with us. uh, It's just been an entertaining show for for a number of reasons. We got Ollie Wines on, Bernie Vince, Mark Taylor. Yeah, unbelievable. Everything we we spoke to. What about the streaker story from our man King Rabbit (laughs) up in Brisbane calling in? Now, if you're looking to hear from the best in the business across the sporting industry, this is where you yeah, I like that, mate. And you can get that on the listener app. How do you spell that, Rock? Well, the best in the business, Ferg, and then Tomo, yep. obviously, as That's well. But the, the, the listener app is L I S T N R. It's more alluding to the guests we had on. Yeah, not. Sorry. Probably not into it at all, to be honest. You're in my category. I thought you were talking about me and Ferg. I don't disagree with you, Rock. I don't disagree, Rock. Yeah. Unbelievable. Now, the Adelaide Crows take on West Coast today. Triple M rocking football from four o'clock today. All big. Texan, hopefully the Crows can get it done That's for him. That's it, and you'll be on the boundary. Looking in forward to place it. Of hopefully, the rub, hopefully the rub is on next. 104.7 Adelaide's wow. Triple M.